listening to Back to the 80s Radio, and we're introducing the 80s to a whole new generation. We are talking about the memories that made that decade so... Wait, I said decade. We decade. Are talking, we are Leave talk, it! We are talking about the memories that made that decade so freaking awesome. Today, we are going to be kicking off a series of shows, so we're glad that you're here. It's on the history of 80s music. We're going to have a little break next week because of our Halloween show. But we're going to continue a week after that with a series on 80s music. Don't forget to leave us a review on the platform that you listen to us on and tell everybody that you know about the show. Visit our Facebook page. Send us a message. Do whatever you need to do to spread the word about Back to the 80s Radio. If you have any ideas for topics for the show and you'd like to share it with us, send us an email at back. The number two, the80sradio at gmail.com. Now, as always, we cannot do this show by ourselves. To my side is a man that used to eat nothing but hostess apple pies and tang and a slice of Wonder Bread with parquet and sugar right before heading off to Hollywood Boulevard. Here at Back to the 80s Radio, we just call him the Chang. Chang! It's been one week since I last saw you, and let me say, you don't look any older. Hear thee, hear thee, Chang of Changness. Tonight, <laughs> it is that night you gather with your number one compadre, your mi amigo, partner in crime sidekick, road dog, homie, Tusky Toscano. And Tusky Toscano, let me tell you, you look Freaking Chang-tastic oh, well, thank as I you, look sir. at the monitor right now. Thank you. Thank you very much. I've got to say, you probably put on five pounds. No. And that is in your head only, but the body <laughs> looks trim. <laughs> How about these guns right there? How about these guns right Ooh. there? Oh, those are magnificent. <laughs> Did you buy those? I had them on layaway. Mm, anyway. Nice, <laughs> I know you're sporting that uh, blue Clippers no sleeve shirt from the nineteen eighties. Oh, As a matter of fact, no, that shirt is from the Whittier Clippers, not L.A. Oh, yes. Clippers. No, Whittier no. Clippers. Whittier. That's where my grandson played a season. So I sport the team that he played on. I well, mm, I can tell you fan. already. I can tell you already. I, they're better than the real Clippers. Well, for yes, they were, and yeah. I'm a Laker fan. <laughs> we have come to that part of the show where we like to. Say hi to everybody listening. Shout outs hi. to the guys and gals at the University of Utah. Everybody listening to us from the state of Texas, from New York, especially from, hey, good old Brooklyn. How you doing? The great people of Florida and our newest listeners, Chang. You're not going to believe this. Are you ready for this? Who is it? I'm ready. From the island of Cuba. Gracias, mi hermano. Uh -huh. From the island of Cuba. 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 Wow. So our hats off to you guys. Thank you for allowing us into the beautiful, beautiful island of Cuba. Muchos gracias, mi cubanos. <laughs> Please send us some cigars no. if you like tonight's show or next week's show. Please send us a recipe on how to make authentic Cuban white rice with black beans. Oh, my goodness. Cuban food is delicious. Mm, yes, it is. <laughs> We're going to be talking about what made music in the 80s so cool. So stick around because a bit of history is coming up and a whole lot of hate from the Chang. 
Oh, I'm not the only hater in the room. He sits on the other side, the hater in the room. <laughs> Be it cruel or fine, in the state of mind, a refreshing attitude. When things get hot, cool is all you got. Doing it country cool. You're number one for classic radio listening. You're listening to Back to the 80s. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages and all walks of life, welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio. Chang here. We are going to discuss the many forms, artists, opinions, and some lists of who is number one in pop music or the question I posed to my partner Wait in crime. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait we, a minute. We, we never said we're not we're not gonna be doing any kind of list about uh, oh, number oh, one oh, and number oh, We're I, not I, doing I, that. I, I, I stand to be corrected God. as my partner is suggesting that I will be the bearer of hate and he Always will are. be the angel. Oh, oh yeah. holy malarkey. <laughs> Somebody get me a turkey leg. Uh, now, Toscano, yes. a question for you. Here are we you go. you ready? No. Oh, Ladies and gentlemen, stop? I just want to point out that no. Chang, no. before the break, was asking me all a bunch of questions trying to seem... Mm-hmm. Oh, he's going to give me a university symposium here on on pop music. Well, let's let's go ahead. Chang, go ahead and ask away. In your small mind and very young mind when you were playing with toys in the 80s and your lack of experience except for what you read, which is a good thing and a bad thing. Who would you say artist wise influenced pop music rise in the 1980s? At least give me a couple of artists that you think created the trend, which we call pop music. Of the okay. 80s. Well, first of all, first of all, pal, <laughs> first of all, people got to keep in mind that by the end of the 70s, the big popular genre of music that was declining and that was very, very popular was disco music. And in small part due because of a, a few genres, one of them being punk rock, mm. metal. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the alternative pop sound, which is known now as New Wave. Mm-hmm. Check this out. The bands that were dominating in the early 80s, these were bands from even before. Groups such as The Clash, right. Blondie, Talking punk Heads, rock, rock. the B-52s, mm-hmm. and other New Wave and mainstream punk mm-hmm. bands, right? New Wave and punk, correct. That is correct. Correct Mundo. However... You were correct, my friend. I'm always right because I know. No, oh, I, I know my wait music. Wait a minute. Wait However, a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> wait. 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 Let me turn the turn the put the car in park. Let me school turn you for a second. And, holy Jesus! Please come down and save me. You got this. to keep in please, mind. Please, by all means, you're crazy. <laughs> you got to keep in mind that. There was an emergence of... You were a fetus. Yeah. No, I was not. That was <laughs> probably in 71, I was a fetus. Oh. Okay. 
Pop music being known as the popular, popular genre mm. of music right. that took its That's influence. It's right. Smartass. That took its right. that took its influence from many other genres of music. Remember, we're hitting 1980 now. And it did mm-hmm. start off a little slow. I got to tell you, Chang, it was much like the 60s. The first couple of years of the 80s, they weren't particularly that much memorable if you ask the people at Billboard. Top three songs of Billboard in 1980. Number three was Magic by Olivia Newton-John. Number two, Another Brick in the Wall by Pink Floyd. Great band. Call Me was number one by Blondie. In 1981, once again, we don't see anything that exciting, according to Billboard. Number three, Lady by Kenny Rogers. And number two, Endless Love by Diana Ross and Lionel Richie. Number one, we got Kim Carnes with Betty Davis Eyes. It wasn't until 1982, Chang, that we start seeing a little bit of change in Billboard's Top 100. I'm not saying that there wasn't any great music in 80 or 81. I'm saying that according to Billboard and other charts, it wasn't as memorable or as exciting. We've said here on the show many times, we even had our our top 10 list from every year. We've said that we don't agree with Billboard. We think they were full of crap. If you go to 1982, even Billboard starts recognizing that eh, the 80s are now getting some sort of a snowball effect. In number three, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts with I Love Rock and Roll. Number two, which I think should have been number one, was Eye of the Tiger by Survivor. And number oh, one. Oh, God. And number one was. Every, all you Italians love that song. <laughs> number one Why don't was. Why you all just wear high top no, Converse and go me running a up break. some freaking stairs? Give me a break. Go drink your Whoa. Corona, Whoa. college guy. Oh, hola, <laughs> said the wise Chola. And then number one Continue. was Physical with Would Olivia Newton-John. So what I'm trying to say is that oh, by a truly 80, crappy song. It was not a crappy song. As a matter of fact, Survivor, one of the greatest underrated oh, bands with some crap. of the most memorable music from the 80s that you will ever hear. And uh, I don't need to say anymore. I've said it, period. No. Anyway, what I was trying to say before I was so rudely interrupted <laughs> was a decade that started introducing new instrumentation within that genre with mm. the use of electronic equipment, a lot more than what they used to in mm. the 70s. So much so that now one of the biggest things that the 80s brought with newer genres, such as post-disco, Euro-disco, mm-hmm. dance pop. Yes. So all these mm-hmm. things arrived in the 80s. The day in the 80s when music went to the digital, the techno sound, Right. I think music took a turn for the cheapness Uh that's my own personal belief. I think that if you can create a sound with your basic instruments like everyone did before you, the individuals you were influenced by, then stick to that. If you want to go into the technical part of it, hey, you know what? Go ahead. But do it in a form to where I can't hear it. You had mentioned uh, a few pop artists, and I'm going to tell you right now, So the record is clear. The two artists, the king and queen of pop, Michael Jackson and Madonna, period. And right. The rest, I told you the rest, as I told you, I told you (laughs) on one of the lists that I compiled. Oh, he was at number four. 
who was it? Number four, okay, Michael Jackson. Prince. Michael Jackson. It was Prince. Okay. It right. was Wham. George Michael. Okay. Then it was Madonna. Yeah, but that was on a list when we were talking about Billboard Wait and we made minute, our own take list. It easy. There was Duran Duran, and then it was Michael Jackson. Okay. Right, wait. Oh, please. Wait, do you realize we're talking about uh, a different show today? Yeah, uh, I'm just <laughs> pointing it out. Because uh, when we discuss pop, uh, uh, here we go. Uh, the ocean of pop music is huge in the 1980s. Yeah, but not everything. Look, uh, I know there's tons of music that is okay. called pop, but it's not. Let's be real. It's okay. not pop. Okay, 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 okay. You wrote the book on music all of a sudden. You're the godfather of music. I, I am, yes. Uh, so you have to sit in your big leather chair uh, and and uh, go over lists and music. Yeah, it's one of the you know. Oh, oh, I see how this huh. All right. You are right. I got to Shoulder admit, pad. You probably uh, Did I wear shoulder pads? Did you wear shoulder pads in your pink blazer when you sat at your kind of gangster oh, mafia no. chair? No pink blazer. Uh, compiling these lists so you would give the thumbs up, thumbs down on who now, could be I am telling you, I agree with you with your choices for who was leader in pop back then. Yes, absolutely. Prince, Madonna, Michael Jackson, okay. Wham, including Whitney, Whitney Houston. Uh, would, let me hit you with this. Would you consider the B-52s, okay, no, and... No, I don't even consider the them cars. Wait, now, wait, stop. The, there's the hate. <laughs> consider them to be pop? No. The cars and the B-52s, or would you classify them as uh, 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 the cars, a rock band, but uh, the B-52s kind of a, a, a new wave band, would you not say? Now, the B-52s or is a different animal that I don't know. Call it punk rock, call it new wave slash punk slash pop. And the same thing with the cars. It's like rock slash no, pop. I, no, you, you can't call the B-52s a punk rock band because at a punk rock gig, you get in the pit and you body slam. No, and you cause bodily you, harm. no, no, no. We're not talking <laughs> yes, about that. you do that. at a punk rock gig. We're not talking the about The B-52s no. is not all about that. No, I know. If you not. body slam somebody, if you put the B 52s in a mosh pit, they will get all their bones broken. <laughs> and then you won't hear this. Before you hear the sound of the cover, the way that just, dude sings. Yeah, that's horrible. You love it? No, I hate it. Anyway. I sing to you like that. No, I hate it. Bah, it's disgusting. I do Thank agree. You. I do agree with you, George Michael, as well. Now, would you consider Bruce Springsteen being one of the as he was one of the best-selling artists of that decade, would you consider him to be pop? Because he was in the list as Billboard's top 200, one of their greatest artists for pop. Yes, I would. And the reason being, he had a couple of songs that were so popular and played by every radio station, rock-wise or those who wanted to play rock, over and over again, again, People began to identify with it and know that song is comfort, whether they're in their cubicle, driving in their cars, uh, at a family barbecue. Those songs became uh, kind of stamped and imprinted on the listeners. So, of course, 
it's in their mind it's going to be something poppy you know what i'm saying it went along with selling cars and the good old american uh pretend dream so yes springsteen in some songs is pop I like the how, same I like with how you have to throw your little stab stone. out there you have to throw your little stab there at politics oh, i like that you, uh, i like that uh, thank you <laughs> I, I always got to get i got to get him i got to get him i got to hit him with the right and the left so you were so saying were the, the rolling, rolling stones, stones. uh-huh also have a couple of tunes that became oh kind of uh, elevator music uh, you know what i mean oh water cooler music oh it's playing here it's playing in the market the 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 day you hear a set list of music in the office or a market that's when you know you hit pop yep Boom. well look it's what happened acdc they had pop chart success as well oh yeah men at so work did david bowie yeah men at work your favorite band air supply you know? Oh, yes, yes. And, oh, your favorite band also, uh, Chicago and Rush, oh, also uh, has a couple gosh. of songs that are categorized as pop. Uh-huh. I'll tell you what. Uh-huh. Do you think Aerosmith from the uh, 80s to recently is considered pop? Aerosmith did have some pop songs, yes. How about so- Def Leppard? Yes, definitely. Amazing. I got to hand it to those guys. Wow. They've come a long way. Wow. Okay. There's a Velcro <laughs> on my soul. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be talking more about pop music, the charts, and uh, yes, definitely the hate of the Chang is going to be with us here. Thank on the you. one and only. Thank you. Back to the 80s radio. Nobody has the movie I want. Hey, if it's on video, Blockbuster probably has it. I mean, we have over 10,000 videos. Wow. I'll watch these fast and have them back tomorrow, I promise. Relax. At Blockbuster, you can keep your videos for three evenings, so take home plenty. And and use our 24-hour quick drop. Do you have any children's videos? Sure. Blockbuster's America's family video store. You know, we have more kids' videos than any place else. More movies, more nights, more fun. Blockbuster Video. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Shadow Stevens, and you must listen to Back to the 80s Radio. It's the law. Welcome back. This is the incomparable greatest 80s show on planet Earth. Back to the 80s Radio. This is Toscano from the dynamic duo of 80s Radio. We are talking about pop music today. We thought it was very appropriate to kick off the whole series on that. And of course, Chang and I will have our differences as always. And he, as always, and I, as always, will be both correct in our own Mm. mind. And we will also hate on each other's music. So that's the best part. A little disclaimer. The 80s, everybody could take a little bit of hate, you know? Yes, that's what's wrong with the world. Everybody is a bunch of wuss cats now. Everybody wants to be recognized and important over their neighbor or the other guy. And we can't all get along. That's right. right. But we can all still be friends. The beginning of the 80s, bands and artists such as Olivia Newton-John, which is, uh, you'll say that's a given. But what about bands like Men at Work and bands like Cool in the Gang. I would have to say I was disappointed in Cool in the Gang uh, because they became poppy. 
you know, uh, and of course, you know where we stand on that. I think MTV video killed the music box. But I was very disappointed in Cool and the Gang, but not surprised because uh, uh, they looked good making uh, uh, videos. So, of course, their songs are going to be played more at the workplace or in the office or at the doctor's office or uh, uh, as you're getting processed uh, to go to jail for the night. <laughs> oh, oh, no, that was that experience. You know what? You, uh, you know what I mean? You, you, yeah. You well, mentioned the killing of radio, which uh, MTV, of course. But you got to admit, come on, right you, you have to admit that the pop scene benefited. Nothing. It benefited greatly from music videos and cable television because there were bands and solo artists who wouldn't have been recognized. And then here comes uh, the video scene. They start putting their videos on MTV or VH1. And what happens with these unknowns? Now, all of a sudden, they're huge. Many of these genres, artists or performers can be identified just by the images of their videos. Let me give you a quick example. I was talking with somebody who wanted to remember a song. I knew what song they were talking about. They were a y younger person and they couldn't put it into words. They had no idea. But they said, you know what? Did I saw the video. No, they couldn't remember. However, they did say this. I saw the video and they were mm. at some sort of a Renaissance carnival and there were little people dancing around and they were all. And I oh. go, oh, easy. That was the men safety dance hats. with by men without hats. And they go, that Good is God. it. But you know what? It was an important element of 80s music. The visual aspects as right. well. Nightmare. <laughs> Promotional right. videos. A lot of these bands, if not every single band and performer and artist that was on MTV, gained mm. more popularity for being on television. Yes. Now, yes. MTV may have killed the actual radio star or radio business as it was. And Van Halen. And, and Van Halen. But it also picked up Van Halen <laughs> and picked up uh, mm -hmm. their sales as well. You come right. on. Pop sales. Yeah. Whatever. Mm -hmm. But it, Whatever. it made them better. It made them better, yeah. monetarily yeah. speaking. Right? Diamond Dave left. Big Eagle. Yeah. Continue. Okay. <laughs> Diamond Dave oh. created a monster. Pop yeah. music and MTV created a monster with Van Halen. Van Halen was never the same. Oh, yes. Sammy Hagar. Everybody loves Sammy Hagar. Rock and roll. Montrose rock and roll of the 70s. Well, Sammy Hagar is great. Roll to his own. Oh, Sammy's a badass cat. But yet uh, the music of Van Halen with the transition from Diamond Dave to Sammy was very different. Yes, it Everything was. about it was very different. It was a yes. little bit more poppy. Yeah. Uh, you know, more mainstream, I'll say that. right? More right, mainstream. Right, right, definitely. Yeah, more, more, more. Much and more like acceptable said, at high schools. Also, the techno of music came in. Yes. Uh, Eddie started messing around with the synthesizers. So right. we started seeing a climb in the synthesizing type of music as opposed to the early 80s, brother, where you mentioned the techno. It was, you know, getting messed around with the board. Back in the early 80s, uh, we had uh, the mixing. Remember when you can go ahead yes. and scratch yep. and mix? Yep. So that had a way to slow up the music and give it a different texture, a different beat, a different uh, uh, rhythm. So it, it's insane how in the 80s, music evolved and changed and was able to use uh, different types and forms, sound of that music that uh, created uh, so many different bands and so many different styles that we see now. Who else would you say? 
is a, a a riveting band that did something chaotic and different, but yet captured everybody. So it automatically was pop, but yet it was kind of a more feeling type of pop. Uh, you understand I, what I, I'm saying? Yeah, I, I understand. Um, well, I, I think Certain I songs understand. That Madonna would so do. let me. Well, I don't know if I would go that far, but I'm going to tell you this band that I have in mind. You know very well, once I mention them, what they mean for me. But this is a band that started Total Rock somewhere along the way. Yes, MTV came along, offered them a spot, and they took advantage, and they became enormous. They became a giant that went even out of control at some point. I'm talking about the band from Ireland, U2. Oh, of course. You know, and they took advantage of the pop scene as well. Yeah, they did. Yes. MTV uh, made them pretty glamorous. It made them easy on the eye and uh, better rockers. You know what I mean? People would would tend to watch the video and rock out. Now, I will say one good thing about MTV. MTV did create a lot of house parties. And I got to play around with so many girls at at, uh, house parties during MTV. And uh, uh, that's what I'll say about MTV. Look, keep in mind. I know Mark Goodman. (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) You'd be slow if you were Mark Goodman. Mm, I'm I'm more like Triple J Jackson, wouldn't you say? Yes, definitely. No, you're even you're even you're a lot you're a lot more of a handful than he than he was. So Mm, I I can't tell you. Look at this. (laughs) The advent of these new genres included music like electro, techno, house, freestyle, Eurodance. I mean, this is stuff that went beyond the 1990s and it actually developed even bigger in the 90s. And throughout the decade, R&B, hip hop, all these urban genres were becoming uh, pretty common in the inner cities, right, of these large metropolitan cities. And rap started getting also poppy. Mm-hmm. You mentioned uh, during a break, even groups like NWA. It's funny when we t- we talk about pop and you try to categorize pop music uh, as a whole. It's incredibly impossible, I think, to categorize pop music as a whole as into one style. But I will say pop music is popular music yeah so whatever is popular on the airwaves on tv uh like i mentioned the other places the workplace uh, the elevator doctor's offices yeah uh house parties gatherings i mean everywhere commercials it's going to be popular it's going to be embedded in the back of your subconscious freaking mind it will play over in your dreams and it becomes so popular that it's yeah, that's what I want. So it makes you go out and buy the album, which creates more anticipation for more poppy music from the artist. And the artist somewhat kind of loses, I think, their true emotion of the music to coincide with the poppy sound, which we both know the record companies want, the networks want, the yep. radio stations yep. want, because it creates balance and dinero. So pop music, as we just, it, it's funny because. Not one type of a music. It's right. just what was what was happening then. That's what the eighties really right. is. And you you know could what? call the eighties a pop decade. Exactly. I think that a lot of people kind of close their minds and think that pop music was only, you know, Debbie Gibson or Tiffany or Who? Hall, Hall of Notes. 
Oh, you know, right. but it went much farther than them. It was artists like Expose. It was Boy George, you know, Laura George, Branigan, yes. The Bangles, yes. Stacy Q. Tears for Fears. Tears for Just Fears. Bill Collins. The Thompson Twins. I mean, it goes, the, Thompson the Twins, list yeah. of pop artists will go on much, much longer than this show. So we can't oh, mention yeah. them all. Don't enclose pop music to just a few artists because, believe it or not, the majority of artists that you heard and saw on MTV and that you heard at the supermarkets, like Chang was mentioning a little while ago, that you would hear at school. Remember during uh, lunchtime or any breaks at high schools, they had they brought the speakers out oh, yeah. and they brought music mm-hmm. and they played all kinds of music back then. It mm-hmm. was all the popular music. I remember at my high school, they would play some Depeche Mode, Stacy Q, and then they'd follow it up by playing like Def Leppard. Wow. I would have been tearing lockers out and throwing desks if I would have had a listen. You, know, <laughs> you know what? I had to... I had the same experience when I was in high school. They didn't play metal or rock or the punk that I was listening to. It was all pretty much, you know, pop-oriented music, you know. And you see all the jocks and uh, the cheerleader types gathered in the square, and everybody's like, oh, yeah, gathered up, you know, rocking their heads. (laughs) Exactly. You know? Yeah. And then you you see, like, uh, all the uh, kind of uh, subdued individuals, the... Uh, intelligent ones, kind of the the nerdy ones, uh, ones that kept to themselves, they would gather somewhere else and they would be digging the music and, you know, starting to feel that vibe. And then you had all us rockers that were hanging out on the perimeter going, man, this music sucks. Man, sometimes I just want to blow this freaking school up, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I remember. And I mean, they used to play ACDC's Back in Black in high schools. At, wow, at supermarkets, they never that for us. at supermarkets, uh-huh. they would play uh, "Hysteria" by Def Leppard. Or here we go. Here's a band that was rock, but was ex- what's probably out of all the rock bands, this was probably the most poppy band of all. Tell me if I'm wrong. Bon Jovi, especially with their album "Slippery When Wet." Oh my God. <laughs> If that if those guys weren't so cute, uh. they would suck. They would suck. I mean, they took cuteness, ran away with uh, Bruce Springsteen music and John Mellencamp music, yes. but they hid themselves in the kind of poppy where Motley Crue uh, started going with Poison. You know, especially after Motley Crue's uh, lead singer killed somebody and didn't go to prison yeah, for it, yeah. so he just changed his look. The Beastie Boys, yes. Yes. Kind of uh, kind of hip hop rock, rap, and they played their rock, own instrument. But it was yeah. definitely pop rock, because they were uh, heard all over the uh, place. Now I'm going to give you one uh-huh. band, and you tell me if okay. you agree or not. Queen. Okay. Hmm. I agree uh, 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 because uh, there are uh, we are the champions is yes. very poppy. Uh, Bohemian you know Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody has yeah. become a, a brilliant, beautiful piece of music to something that is played at ball games uh, and commercials and everywhere you go. And it's like it's overplayed. So it's now, uh, you know, to some of us, it's beyond poppy. Yep. You know what it mean? It's like, oh, it's like Stairway to the Heaven. Stairway to Heaven with Zeppelin. Yes. Another song overplayed. Uh, the uh, Eagles, Hotel uh, California. Pop all the way. Exactly. George Thorogood. Bad to the Bone, pop all the way. You know what's interesting about that song, Bad to the Bone? 
when it originally came out in the 80s, I thought it was a 50s song because it has that feel, that tone, right? And I never imagined uh, that they were going to, that George Thurgood was going to be pop because I thought, oh, this is a uh, 50s rock. Yeah, you know what? George Thorogood to me was like 50s rock, old classic rock, hippie rock. Yes. You know what I mean? I thought, you know what? Yeah, that guy probably slams back a lot of booze and creates this kind of bluesy, hippie 50s rock. You know what I mean? Kind of like you just got thrown off a horse and grabbed your guitar, you know? Yeah. Other performers that I would have never pictured fall into pop because I thought, okay, this is slow. Because I had an idea in my mind when I was younger that pop was okay. somewhere between love songs and rock. And I thought, okay, that's what pop is, because I had no idea that it was just anything that was popular. However, there were performers that I still can't picture being in pop, but they were, such as Sergio Mendez, who, by the way, sang a song that is probably the hardest song uh, ever written to play, which is never going to let you go. Fantastic song. Other artist that you would go, what, really? Really? For example, your favorite artist, Thomas Dolby. She blinded me with science, which, by the way, I told you on on the other show, I love that song. And you told me that's the number one song most hated by you from all of the 80s. How about Julio Iglesias is also classified as pop. That is correct. That is correct. I mean, what? Michael Cimbello with Maniac. And here's one for mm-hmm. you. How about the police? Yes, that's a that is a good point. I was thinking about the police and yes, uh, synchronicity album. Uh, that song is the first one uh, driven to tears. I think that we started creating uh, a, a move also. Uh, when they did the video about the teacher being attracted to the student, remember? Yeah. Don't stand. Don't, don't, stand, don't stand so, so close, close to, me. to me. Also, you every know. breath you take, then you've got songs. That was a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was in 83. Yeah. Then you've got you've got plenty of music from the police. And then you got artists such as one of my favorite in the world, probably next to you two. I would say it's my Boy top George. three. Toto. Mm. Toto. Toto. That, to me, is another band that is sad that they went pop because uh, I have uh, some of their music prior to the pop album. And they were a very good, solid, tight band. And they explored with so many different uh, sounds. And they had so much uh, instrumental talent. It was sad for them to have a pop song. But yet, it brought them some prestige and some uh, notoriety and some cash. Yes, yes. But yes, sad, just like the police. You could say the same about (laughs) Phil Collins of of Genesis. Genesis also uh, went poppy. Now, when we come back, we are going to continue our rant. And we also have a very special guest coming on the show. So stick around. This is Back to the 80s Radio. Radio is so much different than it was in the 80s. We had it all. The music, the movies, the DJs, and morning shows. Back to the 80s Radio is a show from the 80s in podcast form. We bring the memories from that awesome decade back. Join Toscano and Chang every Friday as they take you on a ride back in time, sharing their experiences and laughs. Stop on by and discover some of the wacky things this crazy duo comes up with. They talk about it all. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the greatest decade. Don't miss the greatest 80s podcast in the world. Back to the 80s Radio. 
This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. What I try to tell you, this country, you got to make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. If they were a laxative, they'd be so powerful, you could stand on your head and sh** on the ceiling. That position would not only be unavailing, but also undignified. And now, back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang. It's 92.5 and back to the 80s radio. That was every breath you take. The Police, nominated for three Grammy Awards, including Song of the Year, Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals, Mick Slayer to my side. Mick. Oh, The Police, such a great band. And, and to think you got so many different sounds out of just three cats. Totally smooth. They evolved music to another level, bro hand. Wouldn't you think so? Hey, here's a cat that I thought Oh, went from that, uh, ooh, bad boy rock and roll, I'm a drummer, to leading it and then taking it to the pop culture. I'm talking about the one and only Phil Collins. What's your vibe on the Phil Cat, my friend? Oh, coming out of Genesis, you can't get any more musical than Phil Collins. And talking about smoothness, we're going to be letting you all know that we're going to lay on some Phil Collins right here. And you're listening to Rock and Roll Radio with Back to the 80s Radio. We'll come back in five. Take it easy. How can I just let you walk away? Just let you leave without a trace. When I stand here taking every breath with you.
back with Back to the 80s Radio and your ears have been dialed into Phil Collins with that great song. Oh, and from the movie, Toscano, I got to tell you, I bet you that's one of your most favorite <laughs> Phil Collins songs. It's a very good song, and I, and I do like it quite a bit. You know, it was made for the movie Against All Odds, right? With Jeff Bridges, yes, James Wood, Rachel Ward. Mm -hmm. Did you ever seen that movie? That was before. Uh, oh, of course I did. Uh, I had to see that movie. It was a girl movie. I had to date back then. Nice. I did many things against my religion. I saw Spando Ballet. Oh, come on. They're great. Spandau Ballet. Hey, now that we're talking pop, Spandau Ballet. You, you have to love them, but if not, you have to admire them for their incredible video and those dynamic suits that they all wore made them look like they were straight out of the legal office with <laughs> singing and playing instruments. You know mm -hmm. what? I am appreciating so many Is more... Is that your favorite song? No. Head over heels and... True, yeah. From them, yeah, definitely that's my favorite song. This but... is a song. Oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> oh, my God. I have noticed that now that I'm older, I am appreciating... Get the poster. I'm appreciating. No, I don't have the poster. Look who's talking. You got the poster of oh. Dexy's Midnight Runners right behind you and wham oh, to your please. left. And then oh, Peter Gabriel and mm. Peter Cetera to your right. So oh. what are you oh, going to yes. do? Yes, autograph. I have an autograph yes, you do. from uh, Peter Cetera. You do. Yes. <laughs> right near the crack of my ass. <laughs> ah. <laughs> 80s music. Oh. If you just joined us, we are talking about 80s music and the history of mm -hmm. 80s music, in particular, the genre of pop. 80s music was also defined by older solo artists who contributed much of their best work during the decade, of course, but they came before. For example, Michael Jackson, who was otherwise known mm -hmm. as the king of pop, with his iconic album, Thriller. Tina Turner, who became a solo sensation with her album, Private Dancer. And yeah. one more artist. After she left Ike. Yes. The after, beating years. After the beating years. And one more <laughs> artist, because it was one of my favorite artists, except for his tantrums on stage, kicking his piano, mm. etc. Billy Joel, who was a singer mm. and songwriter, but he dominated the pop charts in the 80s. Oh, yes, he did, dude. Do you remember that? Uh, you, oh, Billy Joel was all over the place in the 80s. You, you know, uh, uh, especially the videos, you know, Allentown. Yep. You know, uh, you know, we didn't start the fire. Oh, yeah. I mean, Billy Uptown Joel. Girl. In, Uptown Girl was Uptown everywhere. Girl. And you heard that song every single place. It everywhere. could be a library, yeah. a hospital, yeah. Uh, a, yeah. a liquor store, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. You're buying a hooker. It was everywhere. <laughs> At Mass, Catholic Church. Uptown Girl. While Whoa. the pop music scene remained... A little bit harder edge rock bands continue to produce. They, they continue to produce solid al albums, but also started dabbling into another genre for them, which was the pop scene. And bands such as the ones that you mentioned, including Motley Crue, including bands such as Skid Row, even mm. Sebastian Bach and mm. Whitesnake, the two most famous songs that MTV played from them, which was... Here I Go Again, and Is This Love? Oh, God, yes. I got to tell you, Ching, I'm sorry you probably don't like those songs because they, they were pop, but oh, come on. They were the best songs ever. Come on. Okay, over overplayed. Of course. And, okay, we're right. talking about pop. Okay. And the songs that okay. were 
I got popular. ahead of myself. Yes, you did. Once again, as always. Terrible. And songs that were popular everywhere. You could go to a book fair. You could go to a school event, a track meet from high school or or a family gathering, even a house party. And you could hear Here I Go Again from White Snake. Oh, that's that's terrible. <laughs> There's so many artists that we could talk about that bounced into the pop, in quotation, uh, realm. Uh, in Excess, another yeah, band. Yeah, definitely In Excess. The Go-Go's. What about Shaka Khan? Oh, Shaka Khan, yeah. Artists like Lionel Richie, Donna Summer, yeah. Diana mm. Ross. And, of course, we, you, you know, you mentioned it a little bit earlier, Prince, who was, uh, there was always some type of a battle between who was greater, Prince or Michael Jackson, And, yeah, uh, that was always ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, two different types of artists, two different types of creativity, two different types of uh, musical uh, energy. Uh, I think people, anybody that would compare or comparing a, the flashiest, uh, more acceptable uh, black looking performer that would captivate white America. That's yeah. what I think. Other artists that were very poppy, although their music was not poppy, were bands such as The Cure, which is also one of uh, Cheng's favorite bands. I love them. Cindy Cindy Lauper, Lauper. very much uh, culture, uh, pop culture. And I think Cindy Lauper uh, dove into not having a certain any kind of a style, but to grab the pop culture by the throat with her own style and her own colorfulness and uh, created a, a music that made people dance. Any, any type of music in the 80s that made people dance became pop. And I think that's how certain rock bands made that transition. I don't know if they were going for it or not, but how they made the transition in, uh, in the uh, culture of the 80s back then. Yes. Aerosmith, Def Leppard. Uh, you know, Van Halen, uh, anything that, that, that made people dance by the poolside yes. at the beach or in a club, uh, in, you know, at a house party. That was uh, the uh, formula for pop, which we're discussing right now. I've got a band that I'm thinking of that became extremely popular now that we're talking about mm -hmm. pop, especially with the advent, of course, of MTV. But this band had songs, and I'm going to mention a couple of songs that you maybe have never heard, such as La Raza del Sol, Mother, Father, Dead or Alive, Lay It Down, Escape, Keep on Running, Who's Crying Now, Stone in Love, and the ever so popular Don't Stop Believing. And I'm talking about none other than the band Journey. There's so many words I could say. You're not going to uh, hate on Journey, are you? Wait a minute, please. Oh, please take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen, take it easy. Journey, <laughs> an iconic band. Uh, props off to everybody in the band. Dynamic, dynamic. That band evolved with Greg Raleigh and, of course, Neil Sean from Santana, a great band during the 70s with the ever so great. Carlos Santana, 
who only uh, did a couple of uh, tunes, not too good, you know, the Z Bob album. Anyway, Journey, Steve Perry, phenomenal singer, yes. correct? Yes, absolutely. Uh, cool hair back then. Yeah, uh, very tight pants. Wore, wore T-shirts and ditto pants like a high school chick. <laughs> but uh, chicks dug him. Yeah. He yeah. went poppy because of the style of song that they were creating. Love songs, heartbreak songs, missing songs, love you songs, uh, memory songs. That's going to jump and generate the psyche so people are going to want to hear it. Why? Because it makes them feel a certain way. Boom. Automatic. You were the pop king. Then when they added John Kane to the mix as their new keyboard player uh, after the exit of the great Greg Raleigh. That band, Jonathan King, changed that band. Him and Steve Perry took a wholesome rock and roll band with uh, uh, true grit emotions and songs and uh, rhythmic beats that could make people dance but just carry you away in a, uh, in a rock and roll vibe to a pop-type cultured uh more in touch with your emotions, which is feeding to the young culture, us teenagers, and because we're falling in and out of love. So you're looking for a yeah. song that's going to make you feel that way. So Blam, they became a very pop-oriented band. Nevertheless, they never stopped being good, and they never stopped being popular. Now, and they never stopped being rock. They never well, stopped being all, rock. I'm not, a, I'm not a big hater, as you want to presume to all our lovely oh, listeners Oh, my God. You had to take that and jab at me. Anyone that is a chankster's gangster will know that I'm a lover and sometimes a fighter. That's another story. <laughs> but you have to understand, they did create some powerful energy-type uh, music back in the 80s, which became popular because they were so dynamic and, and raw and loud and bold. Yeah. And they were able to turn the tables and be melodic. That's a great band. I'm not saying they're not a great band. I'm just saying that two individuals that start that jumped into the band made it more poppy, more accessible for everybody to enjoy. Uh, lyrical content, uh, certain beats, choruses, you know, that are pretty much catchy. Uh, so you got to give it to them on both ends of the court. I'm just saying uh, those uh, those type songs. I wasn't cranking they're, those. They're not for you. I was. I no. I wasn't looking for a journey song. If I wanted to go out into a mosh pit, bro. Oh, brother. Oh my God. <laughs> With emphasis placed on not only the music but visuals. Now that MTV came on the scene, uh, many musical groups and bands they concentrated a lot. Maybe even the same time that they did for for their choreographies and for the music than on their appearance. Bands such as, remember Duran Duran, Bananarama, oh, yes. In Excess, yes. The Go-Go's. I mean, mm -hmm. they, they, they produced these big stylized videos on exotic locations, you know, the ocean uh, mm -hmm. and, and their clothes, you know. So the early to mid 80s are probably the best years for pop groups, which incorporated fashion into their on stage personas, Madonna, Salt and Pepper, uh, Paula Abdul. Yep. Uh, like you mentioned, Expose, which is 
Expose was always a, a, a very great club band. You know, if you went clubbing back in the 80s and you were dancing wherever you would be, Expose was always on the DJ's list yes. to play. Also, uh, so was Madness. Stacy Q. Uh, there was Stacy Q, uh, Lisa Lisa. Uh, I mean, you, you know what I'm, it, it was, it was insane. And then, you know, that's when you had rap music coming in. And then, like I mentioned earlier, the dynamics of the club DJ and the way that he could uh, scratch an album or mix an album into it. There's a, I'm thinking of a band who started in the seventies, fell from the grace of that people really loved from people who really loved metal and rock once the eighties hit. But I'm going to mention this band because I want to ask you, do you think that they were pop in the 80s, in the 80s, mm -hmm. the band is Kiss. Yes, I will go on a limb and say this. Yes, I uh, I do like some Kiss music, but yes, Kiss is a pop uh, band, and I think Kiss started off as a rock, a hard rock pop kind of uh, band. Uh, it was loud and aggressive. Their look was very scary because you have to remember when Kiss uh, came out. We were still living in a very 70s conservative world. Right. You know, uh, everything about us was more conservative. Uh, television shows like All in the Family, if you were in the States, Archie Bunker, those things, you know. Yeah, uh, the Mickey Mouse George Club Jefferson. was on, on, on TV in the 70s still. So Kiss came out at the right time and kind of uh, scared the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah. But yet, if you listen back to Kiss music, it is very catchy. You know, their beats are kind of all the same, but you do have the style and the hard rock and the awesome musicianship that they all had. Ace Fraley, you know, Peter Chris, uh, the great singing from both Gene Simmons and uh, uh, Paul Stanley. Paul Stanley, yeah. You know, the music was scary, kind of like Halloween all the time, but I'm going to kick your ass. But yet their music was so uh, in the want, it became poppy. Then they made, they created a couple of movies and and they became more poppy, kind of like a comic book poppy. <laughs> then you have to think yeah. in the 80s, they took the makeup off. Yeah, which, and instead which of, I think was such a major mistake on their part to do. Okay, if you're going to take your makeup off, leave it off forever, right? It's done. Mm -hmm. Keep playing, but leave it off. Don't leave it right. off for a few years and see, oh, that didn't work. Our sales are going down. Let's put the makeup back on. Well, that, now that's that, when now became, that we're so old. Yeah, that's because it became instead of, well, they, you know, Gene Simmons kept it on as a product, you know, uh, marketing wise. Oh, so let's go back and bring back nostalgia. It doesn't matter if we use the same uh, other two cats who fell off the wagon. I'm talking about Peter Chris and Ace Fraley, the rock and roll, roll world, if you live to even do that. Now, you know, Gene Simmons just decided to make some cash put the makeup back on, you know, we'll capture all those kids back in the seventies and follow us through the eighties to keep them going on a ride. Right. Right. Let's make some cash. And to me, yeah, they are pop. Why? Because they didn't put any new tracks on the radio, on the top charts, you know, not really even an album, just rekindling an old fire. Right. Why it's popular. What are you? You're pop. Yeah. You're a bunch of old dudes that wear makeup that have a lot more money than most of us. And you're still pop. So, yeah, pop all the way. Now, I got a question for you because we're going to have to say goodnight. So all our lovely listeners out there, uh, I want to invite you to our social media pages, our Facebook, 
hit us right here on our own Back to the 80s show page and let us know who are your top five pop artists during the 1980s. And they could be uh, in any genre of music, but who are your top five? So, Toscano, I'm going to ask you the same question. Number five, Wham. Number four, Duran Duran. Number three, Prince. Number two, Madonna. And number one, the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Interesting. Good list. Good list. You bounced all over the place. It's the perfect list. Yes. Yeah. It's incredible that you remember these artists as you were playing in a playpen. I was uh, not in a playpen. I was old enough. And I, as a matter of fact, I had pins that I would attach to my Levi Denim jacket from these artists. So, yes. Yes. Mm, Nice. I had a a Levi Denim jacket, too. Yes, of course. Yours looked like uh, Vinnie Vincent. (laughs) And my first, number five, would be... None other than your favorite band, U2. And then everybody knows that this guy was not only incredibly sexy, wrote and directed a beautiful movie, rode around on a bike, looking like he was in a marching band, but would kick your ass. Pee Wee Herman. With gorgeous women, none other than Prince. Number three would have one of the most dynamic, fashion-trending of rock and roll music, none other than the late great, rest your soul, David Bowie. Then I'd have to go with ever so sexy, none other than the gracious queen of the sexy thing, Madonna. Oh, Oh, yes. Then I have to go with the late great, the king of queen, the band that should have gotten more recognition in the States than they did, that has seen more fans now that he passed than ever before. And I'm talking about the late, great Freddie Mercury of Queen. I want to break free. Ah, A yeah. band that captivated so much energy, soul, passion. The man to me is a hero. Anybody that can go out and do something for the benefit of others to make them feel good and have something terribly wrong with you to fight through, find the strength, dig within and have all the faith you can to go on stage and gunsling and kick ass. That is my number one pop artist of all. Not a bad list at all, my friend. Not a bad list. I like it. I like it. There is no loser. There is only winners. All of us 80s music fans. Because when 1980 rolled around, the start of something that nobody ever expected occurred. And that was the kickoff to a transformation of music that we were never expecting. Music that was way ahead of its time. Music that was new to us and that would remain for generations to come. It would be music that would be involved in the lives of everybody who grew up in the 80s. It became the soundtrack to our life. 
It followed us through the 90s and 2000s and continues to be with us today, helping us out when we're happy, when we're sad. We can always turn back to a song that we used to listen to back in the 80s and we will feel better. And no other music did that to us like 80s music. So on behalf of Back to the 80s and myself, Toscano, I want to wish you a great week. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for making Back to the 80s Radio the number one 80s radio show on the planet. We do this for you. We do this for us. But we do this for the 80s. So go out there and introduce the 80s to a whole new generation. We'll see you next Friday on the Halloween show. Okay, all my ladies and gents, boys and girls, janksters, gangsters, as I give you a send-off to another Changtastic week, I bid you all a sayonara. Adios, arrivederci, hasta mañana. And remember, you matter. Stay lifted, stay gifted. And I'm going to take you into another mindset. Something from the late Freddie Mercury and Queen from the Live Aid show in 1985. This is to remind you that radio is still alive and well in some of us. And some of us are going to bring it back. This is Queen with Radio Gaga. Catch you all next week. Or... Oh,